0: law if past could force companies like facebook tesla and alphabet to add more women to their boards oh my gosh which is what a terrible idea anyway more on that later i brought in the nerf guns we'll get to that later look at this weapon huh Gurd. those have huh? changed quite a bit since when i used them yeah <laughs> yeah that's some weapon right there
1: wow that'd be the envy of uh the stormtroopers. are the pistols. The I'll let you choose your weapons. I'm going to let you two do a duel. <laughs> oh, Lord. Ten paces? Let me, yeah. at least, let me get some eye protection. Mm. Ah, if you're going to lose an eye, that's what ups the ante. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, <laughs> who's anteing here? It appears to be me. Uh, quick follow-up. Here's a uh, nice note from Steve. Hey, Jack. Um, I'll bet you can hire a... You were talking about hiring a food slapper. Yesterday, to yes. prevent the very fourth meal. You're yes. Just discussing.
0: I, need, I need if you know, some people are hired trainers to help them work out. I, right. if, the best thing to keep me in shape was if somebody came to my house at seven o'clock and for the rest of the evening, every time I attempted to eat crap like last night, I ate four little bags of potato chips and then I had a hot dog. Right. <laughs> I did that at about 1030. Um, Holy cow. I need somebody to slap that stuff out of my hands and belittle me. I think that would be helpful.
1: (laughs) So you're like an out-of-control NFL defensive back who likes to get drunk at strip clubs and fight people and get arrested. You need a minder. Yeah. With a specialty in food slapping. Well, a nice, nice note from Steve. Uh, Jack, I bet you can hire a podcast listener to follow you around and slap food away from you after 7 p.m. After all, they have experience slapping Cheerios out of your kids' mouths. Yes. Don't see why they can't slap Captain Crunch out of yours.
0: <laughs> As I've been saying for years, if you're listening to the podcast since it's free, instead of the instead of on the radio, which is how we make our living, mm. you're
1: slapping Cheerios out of my kids' mouths. Either that or maybe you can teach Sleeve Boy a few more skills. Mm. And Sleeve Boy is already, already very stressed. A lot of tears. Does
0: anybody else do it like me where you're disciplined all day long and it's that last couple hours
1: of the day is the danger zone? Not once you're 22. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I don't know. I'd imagine there are, of course, yeah. Not, yeah, not me. Uh, But uh, I have plenty of sins. So, uh, hey, I thought uh, Brett Barrett did such a nice job of setting this up, we'll just uh, roll it and then comment to to follow up. Uh, Keeping in mind... It was only a few days ago that the story broke that Google had been funding, perhaps illegally, uh, get-out-the-vote efforts uh, for Hispanic people, assuming, in the words of the gal, the senior VP at Google who was in charge of this, assuming that they would vote for Hillary. That was their mission. And uh, that was like, well, wow, hey, wait a minute. I thought you'd type in a search term and you just bring up the results. I didn't realize you are working that hard to massage people's attitudes. And then this happened here.
2: Conservatives who criticize social media in general and Google in particular for political bias have new ammunition tonight. It comes in the form of a video of a Google executive meeting after President Trump's election. Correspondent Molly Lyon shows us what the fuss is all about.
3: With the shock of Donald Trump's victory still fresh, Google's uh, founders department. and top executives uh, yeah. held a meeting with employees. That was the first moment I really felt like we were going to lose. And it was this massive, like, kick in the gut that we were going to lose. And it was really painful. Leaked.
1: I uh, th- believe that's uh, Vice President Eileen Naughton or CFO Ruth Porat uh, at the big Google meeting. I need- these, are, these are the highest ranking officers in Google. Executives and founders. Yes.
0: I need to know how many companies had a meeting at all after the presidential election and discussed how we're going to handle this and I mean,
1: referred to we meaning yeah all of us and democrats and hillary supporters crying and how did this happen and how could we not stop it What
3: leaked video released by breitbart news on wednesday features company leadership openly lamenting uh, the outcome okay. of the twenty sixteen uh, election
2: most uh, people here are uh, pretty upset and pretty sad for uh, because of the election it will be very strong that's founder
1: larry page and next uh their their ceo uh, sundar pichai Election it will be very strong and vocal and actually working hard behind the scenes uh
3: to stand up for what's right is there anything positive you see from this election result <laughs> <laughs> Oof. uh Boy, that's that's a really tough one right now. The VP of People Operations admitted Google leans liberal, urging tolerance. I have heard from some conservative Googlers lately uh, in the past few days that they haven't felt entirely comfortable revealing who they are uh, when these conversations come up at work. And so I believe we need to do better. Mr. Trump's 2020 campaign manager slammed the company on Twitter and called for congressional hearings, writing... Google needs to explain why this isn't a threat to the republic. In response to the fallout, Google released a statement arguing employees and executives were expressing personal views, stressing their products are built for everyone and are designed without regard to political viewpoint.
0: I'm supposed to believe that.
1: Yeah, Like any of the
0: other things the tech companies have told us about uh, uh, their abilities to manipulate information to their benefit.
1: It's an hour-long video in which co-founder Sergey Brin can be heard comparing Trump supporters to fascists and extremists. Brin argues that, like other extremists, Trump voters were motivated by, quote, boredom, which he says in the past led to fascism and communism. The Google co-founder then asks his company to consider what it can do to ensure a, quote, better quality of governance in Sergey's decision-making. And you also heard the CEO talking about, we will be getting together to figure out how we can oppose this as the company Google. Not as, you know, obviously I'm talking about after hours when we're when we're in our personal lives. I mean, we can't use the company for that. To, no, he declares specifically, we here will be figuring out what we can do at Google to oppose the administration.
0: So my take on this, tell me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, would be they get to do that but we need to know it. Sure.
1: Yeah, I would think so, because I'm not persuaded by the it's like a utility argument that they've got to be regulated. I don't know. It's just that's a, that's a cure that's worse than the disease. But, man, they are powerful. Google is so freaking powerful. VP for Global Affairs, Kent Walker. This is not the guy who's in charge of fixing the copiers. It's not the sales, the VP of sales. This is the VP for Global Affairs, Kent Walker, argues that supporters of populist causes like the Trump campaign are motivated by, quote, fear, xenophobia, hatred, and a desire for answers that may or may not be there. Uh, You know what? There are a couple of things at work here. Number one is is groupthink and uh, and rooting out and punishing anybody who dissents. And the one lady I credit her for tipping her cap toward. Some more conservative Googlers are getting a little freaked out here. Can we be they nice? They don't feel to them?
0: comfortable. Yeah, I'm sure they don't. And do you think you could say out loud anything you think if it goes the other direction from this meeting and get promoted, or you know have have much of
1: or a just career? Not there? be a pariah and be right. hated. Be driven out. Yeah. So, you know, I credit her for saying that, but it rings a little hollow if you're one of those, uh, the few, the proud. But we know someone, and I'm going to be very
0: vague because this person, man or woman, is very worried about it. We know someone in one of the giant companies in the same area who says that you really have to keep your head down and your mouth
1: shut. Right. You don't dare say anything. Yeah, uh, a nice atmosphere and, and, and completely nonpartisan. Uh, here's one of the problems. Let me universalize it Who for you. Who are these people that want to talk politics with well, their yeah, colleagues? I'd rather not talk well, politics see, at all. Uh, uh,
0: but if everybody is talking politics, I should be able to join in without it ruining my
1: career. Perhaps positive Sean should be labeled perceptive Sean today, <laughs> but just briefly. Um, <laughs> and it's over. Now, they have, it was a moment in time, they have weekly meetings at Google. Um, where they all get together and do this. And the theme of that meeting was the election. So that kind of undermines the point I'm about to make. But my hallmark is fairness. There, the idea that a company would get together and, and literally one of their senior executives, that one gal was holding back tears, and that they would all get together and have a company-wide, oh my God, Oh my God! Meeting is just so illustrative of what Google is, and it and it's surprising. But to universalize this a little bit, here's one of the problems we have: as people are tying their identity more and more up in their politics, and and we did we talk about this off the air or on the air? Sometimes I can't remember the fact that your personality, your beliefs. Will, res- will you know, at the end of that, the equal sign equals where you probably stand politically. But now it's backwards. People identify them one way or another and di- identify themselves one way or the other politically. Then decide what their values are from what their political party says they are.
0: Yeah, we have that story. We never got to it. But yes, it's, it's, it's probably worth
1: fleshing out. Yeah. But anyway, so in that world, we are, and I mean all of us, I'm looking at you, friends on the right. We're starting to believe the most ridiculous, inflated, overwrought descriptions of our, uh, our adversaries, our opponents, the people on the other side of the aisle. We're actually starting to believe that they have horns under their hair and that they're in league with the czar or the gremlin right. or, or the pope or whatever. I'm
0: not going to work with a blank. I'm or not Hitler. going to date a blank. I'm right. not
1: going to let my kid marry a blank. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's so you know, crazy. They don't actually drink the blood of babies. Okay? They don't actually go into uh, you know neonatal intensive care units and unplug the incubators. They're not torturing cats for fun. Your opponents. Stop believing that s. Gosh, dang it. Cuz when you're caught up in that you're ignoring what they all get together and do which is screw you. Wake up.
0: End of screed. Oh uh, Yeah, and again, uh, I have, they, they get to do that as a private company, but we all need to be aware that they, they have those attitudes.
1: They are a hardcore activist group, although by the time that truth filters down to where it really matters, I, I, I'm afraid it won't matter enough, because uh, getting back to one of the discussions of yesterday, two days ago, there are plenty of political scientists who believe that Google could flip a, a district, a congressional district, many, many of them, If they're close elections based on the search results you get, it does not take a genius to figure out that if you if you tilt the scales a little bit, uh, Joe Getty is running for Congress. And if the first five results that come up on, you know, under my name are, you know, various ridiculous things I'm done or accused of having done that, I didn't do at all. Scandals, negative stuff in short, um, as opposed to, you know, an unweighted what pops up. You could flip an election if all you need is like three, four points. You could absolutely do that. And listen, I'm a dope describing how they would do that. The people at Google are crazy good at this. I'm sure they could distort it in ways I could never even imagine. What an
0: interesting meeting to have at a company the day after a presidential election. Imagine working anywhere where you have a meeting and people are getting up, tearing up about who got elected president. Okay, that's fine. You want to talk about it at the bar after work or something? What are we doing here?
1: I'm a small government libertarian, and if Elizabeth Warren got elected, my speech to the company would be, hey, listen, it was it was hard fought. There are a lot of really divergent opinions. People are really fired up about this, and I get that. You love your country and you care, but hey, we've got jobs to do. Let's concentrate on our jobs here at work. If you want to talk about it afterward, go ahead, but let's not start fights and arguments and stuff at work. We've got jobs to do. All right, everybody, go get them. Free donuts today, all right? <laughs> there you go. Thanks for the applause. No, seriously. Now you got my attention. Eat two or three. We got plenty. Yeah, you, don't, you don't you don't. meet up and all cry. What the hell? Have you noticed that the stormtroopers are not marching in the streets quite yet? Have well, you noticed that they're not rounding up gay people quite yet?
0: But if that's what they felt like the day after the election, what do they feel like today? Several, you know, almost a couple years in with more ammunition, if you take the news that way, for why you should have felt. Fear and anger. Yeah, I it's got to be exponentially higher what
1: there in like, the Google offices. Well, the fear of Nazism has to have receded. I mean, the president being a ish I think, is the main objection these days, isn't it? That's your theory, yeah. Yeah. They need to poll for that. Do you believe the president to be an a-hole? I am on to Sean to shoot Joe or Joe to
0: shoot Sean with one of these uh, Nerf guns. And it's not wow. just a crazy morning zoo radio stunt. I think it's just kind of interesting. Can we strip naked and whip each other for you or anything else we can do for you? That these guns are so popular at a time when, with kids, at a time wow. when we're also teaching kids where to hide in the school if somebody comes in with a gun. It's, yeah. it's kind of interesting. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Google it.
2: Journalist Bob Woodward's new book detailing life within the Trump administration sold more than 750,000 copies in its first day of release. I guess it was pretty
0: smart of him to call the book Harry Potter and the Toupee of Doom.
1: I get it. I get it. Um, One more note from the Google thing. CFO Ruth Porat who was breaking down in tears, promises that Google, quote, will use the great strengths and resources and reach we have to continue to advance really important values. Wow. What does that mean? How about if I Google, you know, anteaters, You you, like give me the best info you got on anteaters. (laughs) Like Bing does. Fascinating beast, the anteater. So,
0: I got a guy here who uh, got booted out and all. You could eat a sushi restaurant for eating 100 plates of sushi. Duh! And the owner said, He eats for five people. That is not normal. <laughs> and I kicked him out. That's no man. Tis a relentless eating machine. Uh, got this guy here in Arizona who had been pretending to have Down syndrome for uh, quite some time. Oh, man. When he didn't, it would seem mostly to get caregivers to wash his genitals.
1: Wow! They're inventing a the new kind of crazy every day.
0: Yeah, uh, he would. Uh, they would come to his house and bathe him and change his diapers, and then he would say, "My genitals aren't clean enough. They need another go round." <laughs> they look clean to me, Jim. <laughs> Somebody caught on to him, and so I'm walking out of his house, going somewhere.
1: And- I'm sorry,
0: special place in hell for him, right
1: oh uh, yeah i'm it's not funny it's not I'm just i don't I can't fully explain why I'm laughing, but the- the absurdity clearly Sean will like this because Sean's a big fan
0: of uh ancient Democrats <laughs> uh Mike Bloomberg apparently is thinking about running for president. oh, no goody. he's mentioned that a couple of times. He is uh, considered runs in 8, 12, and 16. He will be 78 on
1: election day. No! If he runs as Perfect. a Democrat. The new face of the Democrat <laughs> Party. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, God. That'll show 76-year-old Nancy Pelosi.
0: Um, do we have time for this? I think we do. Here, shoot Sean, would you? <sighs> Wait, what? Finally. Sean. Shoot
2: him, just shoot Finally, him. Finally. I'm, I'm, I'm like the Matrix. Cover your eyes, uh, how man. How far should I be? Cover your eyes.
0: Here, you want to be armed? Shoot him back. Wait a second. I they're, feel they're, they're, like we're being instigated. I right. will be over here with a gun and shoot you all, both of
2: y'all. No, wait a Keep yeah, it low. Okay. No, hey, wait.
1: You're the only one with eye protection.
0: That's right. <laughs> you, you don't oh, think oh, I know what I'm one. doing? Hey, hey, Joe? Yes. Yeah. I, I say we get him. <laughs> <laughs> wait probably. a second. This is turning into... Shoot in, his ass. <laughs> <laughs> this, right, is, no. this is turning into, uh, what was that Tarantino movie where you oh, all... Oh, all, Reservoir oh, Dogs. Yeah. We've all got guns shooting at you. other. to shoot, you Anywhere on- you can, pansy. You honestly don't want to be shot in the eye with that All thing.
1: All right. Yeah. Here, look away from me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing <laughs> counts so much as blood.
0: Give me one in the neck. Oh jeez. Oh, Barbaric. God.
2: Wow. Ow. <laughs> See I
0: can I can pump and fire. I have a single shot
2: pistol like I'm some sort of like poker playing sass from the from the frontier well, days. Jack oh. shot me in the back, a moment I've been waiting for for 25 years.
0: But tell me this gun isn't a little weird given our current school climate. This it, gun that looks yeah. exactly uh, like an AR15. Yeah. The kind of pump action it's bright red but yeah,
1: other than that, it it's clearly bright, does.
0: It's bright red, so you don't get shot by the police. I know that's why it's bright red. Right, but it looks like an, uh, an AR-15. It's got this car, thing that you load exactly like an AR-15. I shot one just recently. You, you slide that out. You you put the bullets in it exactly the same wow. way. You put it in there. You pump and fire. Pump and fire. And uh, it's it's just it's the most popular toy among all my uh, son's <laughs> friends. Wow, the, the magazine similarity is the is the biggest thing to me. Yeah. And, like, and, and I'm not necessarily anti; it just seems a little strange. And then when we're playing at home, running around, trying to find a place to hide, as somebody walks around with this gun. Ugh. What's coming up
2: in your news, Marshall? Bob Woodward warning to sources critical of his book, I Have the Tapes. And the TV crew reporting on car break-ins in San Francisco. Their endeavor backfires big time.
0: Awesome. I like both of those stories. Coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Things. Got a uh, one text. Somebody saying the kids always play good guys and bad guys. That is always the theme, one way or another. Good guys and bad guys, right? Which I... probably has some positive benefit to
1: it. Uh, absolutely. I also think there's an element of uh, we uh, often our games or our entertainment, our movies are dealing with things we fear because it's empowering. Um. And what a kid's fear.
0: My kids well, are completely they... unaware of school shootings.
1: Yeah, not everybody is, though, I think. I don't know. It's empowering. They just want to feel empowered, like they can defend themselves. They? Uh, plus, you know, I'm always saying, come on in, China. We're softened up. We're ready for you. We're a gutless society. Kids running around with Nerf guns gives me hope.
0: I got this text. I work at Google, and and that meeting was the third meeting we had that day where execs cried and lamented the Trump election. Holy cow. It was like a David Lynch movie. All it needed was a dwarf that talks and dances backward. That would have like appreciated. Good, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. I'd watch yeah. it. I don't know what that <laughs> means. Be a dollar to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the news now. With Marcia Phillips. Well,
2: Bob Woodward's <laughs> new book, "Fear: Trump in the White House," sold 750,000 copies on its first day of release earlier this week. The publisher. I one first day. Publisher Simon and Schuster said it is the fastest-selling book in the company's 94-year history. <laughs> what? Yes. Wow.
1: Wow. You know, Omarosa's pile a parrot cage liner, notwithstanding, <laughs> uh, look for more and more of that sort of book coming out. Man, they're going to crank them out. I wonder how many yeah.
0: people are actually reading the book, because I'm telling you, if I didn't know all the noise going on, mm-hmm. and I'm only a third of the way through the book, I would think it was at, at worst even-handed, maybe even a pro-Trump book. At the point that I'm in in the book. Mm-hmm. If I didn't hear all this other stuff. Right. Because I just got through the section on the, um, uh, the intelligence briefing about Russia and where Comey tells him about the hookers and the PP. And Woodward goes on with various sources saying, why did Comey add that in? It was unverified. That was just crap. Hmm. What was the point of all that? I mean, it really sounds like it's pro-Trump stuff. Right. Um, it's kind of interesting. But I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get to the later in the book.
1: But. Right. Oh, yeah. The floundering White House is the headline. But the, your description of the campaign period was a, a guy with amazing instincts throwing a, uh, throwing away the conventional thinking and winning over and over again.
2: The book has been strongly challenged, you've heard, by the president, and a number of Woodward's alleged sources have been discounting the events that have been reported in the book. On CBS This Morning, Woodward was asked... Well, you are getting denials, Bob, and people, yes. but you also have tapes. Would you ever release any of those tapes? If somebody comes out and denies something... Specifically, Gary Cohen says it doesn't accurately portray my experience at the White House. That's what's called a non-denial denial. (laughs) denial. (laughs) I mean, like he doesn't. Is he going to say that that document that's uh, reproduced in 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 the book? Would you release tapes? Well, if uh, if somebody really wants to challenge me, of course.
0: That that was a stronger denial than Cohn actually said. We read that the other day. I don't have the verbiage oh, in front of it, me. Yeah, it was
1: hilarious. It was <laughs> complete non-denial. That doesn't match up
0: completely with my recollection of the time. It not
1: accurately reflect my experiences in the White House.
0: <laughs> but, I, but I still enjoy working for Donald Trump or something like that. Yeah. It I wasn't much sense. of a I'm denial. i to it serve the president. Though. It certainly was a, I never took a paper off his desk. He didn't say that oh, no, no, at no.
2: all. Right. Nope. Yeah, Woodward told CBS this morning that he drew from hundreds of hours of interviews for his book with people who were there.
0: I gotta read the portion where he hires Cone. Um, it, it's just it's so Trump. It's so Trump. Wow. Okay.
2: Got a television crew proving its point about an increase in car break and break-ins in San Francisco. The production crew for the uh, CBS TV show Inside Edition says that a bait car. And the camera crew's vehicle were both broken into within hours of each other. The crew had been out secretly recording a suspect breaking into the bait car that contained an expensive purse and a speaker sitting out in plain view. The man caught breaking into the bait car was confronted by the reporter Lisa Guerrero, where the man reportedly still had the speaker in his hand.
3: you got my speaker right there. You just broke into our car. What? We've got it on camera. You're going to want to give that back.
2: Well, the man put the speaker down and took off, and then... You're going to want to call the police. Why are you (laughs) trying to film this possibly dangerous person? (laughs) Then, well, Well, that's the... The guy had to be thinking, this is so on.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's like the, you know, the the person who thinks he set up a date with a 14-year-old girl coming into the kitchen, and he meets that one dude on NBC. Right. Right. Hello. (laughs)
2: Hello. (laughs) Then while Guerrero was interviewing a local man about the problem inside the man's house, the crew's van was burglarized and thousands of dollars worth of equipment was stolen.
3: Unbelievably, when we were inside conducting the interview, thieves came out here and they broke into our crew truck. Check this out. They broke this window and the back window and they stole thousands of dollars worth of our equipment so we actually got hit twice in one day
1: Last. If i might uh, address the cities and towns across america yes. you too can have this sort of utopia just follow san francisco's lead follow california's lead like prop forty seven that in twenty fourteen reduced the sentences for lots of crimes including car break-ins and guess what happened So you got 50%
0: of people are considering leaving uh, San Francisco in the next year. And some of that might have to do with the feeling you would have if you stepped in human poo on the way to your car that then you discover has been broken into while you were at work. Yeah, That would make you think, you know what? I'm not sure this is what I want to do with my life.
1: Hey, you all serious out there? Signed, New York City in 1971. By the way, there was a hellhole like this. Yeah,
0: Her saying, unbelievably, no, you, you, you came to film break-ins. They're so rampant.
1: Right. It's completely believable, believable. It fits perfectly with what you're trying to tell us. I remember we got into this argument a couple of years ago with uh, some San Franciscans. And it's worth pointing out that the Bay Area of California is a huge and diverse area of many millions of people. Uh, Many of whom are perfectly reasonable and have a variety of attitudes about a variety of things. But the city of San Francisco is absolutely Looney tunes in in many ways. We got in this bitter argument with people who were actually, excuse me, completely convinced of the notion that people only steal because they've been marginalized by the paternalistic society. And the uh, income disparities of the capitalist the only reason someone would steal your bike is that they're downtrodden. The only reason that guy breaks into a car is that he's been forced into that by his poverty, which is naivete stupidity and ignoring of the facts on a scale that's it's difficult for me to imagine it's it's close to psychosis
0: that's well, word for word what Lenin believed it's what the advantage of. V.I. Lennon, Donnie, you're out of your league here. Um, that, that, that's why communism works. We all, we all got the same amount of stuff, and there'd be no more right. crime.
2: Right. I just have a footnote to the story. Last year in San Francisco and Oakland, there were almost 32,000 car break-ins. Which is up substantially from the
1: pre-Prop 47 days. You know, t- f- what does the physicist say? For every action, there's an equal and effing obvious
2: reaction.
1: If you're not so completely deluded by your ideology, that you
2: just, you're a r- ranting, raving looney tune. There you go. That's wrapped. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
1: Mount up, you, you your unicorn, and ride over the rainbow to, to the a land here. that waits beyond. <laughs>
0: Do you want to hear Tucker Carlson and uh, and Stormy Daniels' lawyer yelling at each other? (laughs) Yes, please. We'll give you a little of that. There's 12 minutes of it. We'll just give you a little of it. Oh, boy. But they each landed a pretty good punch, I'll tell you that, in a heavyweight bout of people who like to yell on cable news. Nice. They each landed a good punch. Well, they're both smart guys. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The
2: conscience of the nation.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: See, my problem with the... I was just looking at Hanson's diet. What do you got there? A microwaved burrito. Oy. And a double shot Starbucks espresso. <sighs> Health food. <laughs> exactly. Wow. We're a a healthy crew. It's the go-getter starter kit. I'd have to be hospitalized. (laughs) I'm not complaining, and I don't want to be a downer. It just, it is what it is. But like last night, my son's in the bathtub, crying, why is God doing this to me? Oh, my God. I've been dealing with, and I was dealing with that all day long. So then I eat crap. So, I mean, just, I don't know. You know. You gotta gotta do something.
1: Second John Lennon reference in a half hour. Whatever gets you through the night, man. Uh, some point
0: oh boy anyway so uh then i get to my tucker carlson ah something to relax by yeah exactly well when i heard finally let your hair down when i heard that he was gonna have stormy daniels layer on i thought this is gonna be good and i wasn't disappointed uh (laughs) because uh it was it was they both know what they're doing and so tucker loves to have people on just to scream at them and they'll scream at each other. Yes, I he, know. He, he does that a lot. And yeah. and when Tucker's good, I think he's really, really good. But when he's not, it's just the worst stuff that's on cable news. I mean, it's... it's well, I thought the whole cable news shouting thing was over, is, but so, he's, he's wanted to revive it. He's brought it back. It's yeah. so like 1999 cable news, Ugh. a lot of Tucker's show. He brings on somebody they both know why they're there. Right. They have completely different views and they're not going to make any effort to not make the most strident argument. Well, and he does it like
1: 60 seconds into the show. Right.
0: Oy, vey. Uh, But so, anyway, he's been bad mouthing Stormy Daniels' lawyer for quite a while, and he calls the guy Creepy Porn Lawyer mm-hmm. instead of Michael Which is a Avenatti. Good, good description. But anyway, for, for I think an obvious reason, Michael Avenatti decided to go on Tucker's show, and then they both get what they want. They both get to scream at each other. Perfect. <laughs> and both get some cable news ratings and everything like that. I don't know whether to play the clip first or to mention the two, uh, I thought, good, solid blows these heavyweight battlers landed. Uh, maybe we'll listen to them scream at each other for a little while, and then I'll, and I'll get into the... And then we'll watch it in slow-mo. The two points that I
1: thought were Where actually fist pretty good. meets jaw.
2: If a woman wants to perform in a strip club, she does so. But you're though, getting rich. Even and she's though people, not. I'm not getting rich. Even though of people you like you, even though people like you demean her. What demeaning? Call her? Her, you're the one who's profiting. You're the one that refers to her consistently right. as a porn star and as to me as a creepy porn lawyer. And meanwhile, you give well, the president hold on, hold on. meanwhile you give the president a pass I would who say, had unprotected sex with oh, the porn star okay. with a four-month-old son at home. Well, you are a moralizer for a guy who no. does what you do. No, I not oh, You I'm are a, though.
0: You are a little moralizer. You're like, we're in church now with a four-month-old son. Okay, I'm, I'm officially shocked by Donald Trump's behavior. I had no idea. It blew my mind.
2: But answer my question, why are you rich and your client sure, is not... working in CD strip clubs? Sir, do you have any idea how much money I've earned You're on case? every cable show. You you're running no for idea. president you now. You have no idea. Well, I know that you
0: haven't paid your taxes. You no because you've <laughs> got over a million dollars worth of ridiculous. You don't even know It's not true you have over a million don't even know your facts, Tucker. I'm just saying, why is she still...
2: how do you have a show and you're this ignorant? How is that... Here's what I know for a fact. So it goes on like that
0: for about 12 minutes. Oh, boy. You have a comment, John? Really? No. It goes
1: on that long?
0: Oh yeah, it's long. <laughs> it's long. But I thought the two uh, solid blows they each landed. I thought uh, Abenati saying you're bothered by this and that, and that, but you're not bothered by the president, and, and he, you're bothered by the whole representing porn stars and everything like that, and porn, porn star, this and porn star that. The president slept with a porn star. So that's, that's not, I'm a creepy porn lawyer, but he's not a creepy
1: porn president. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Fair enough. That was fair I, enough. I liked the fact that he said unprotected sex, which kind of implies that his client's a skank. <laughs> <laughs> then,
0: but I thought Tucker's comment, which is absolutely true, about how you're wearing a thousand dollar suit and she's at a CD. He looked up what club she was in tonight. Yeah. she's at a CD strip club with a, with a half empty in Richmond, making you know tip money. Oof. Um, you're 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 not doing this, and it's true. He's not doing this because he's standing up for what's good and right and trying to help her out. It, it's, it's helping his life out. I thought those were both solid points. They both get what they deserve on this whole argument. But.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's the record company that's rich while the band is starving, uh, essentially. Yeah, she's in uh,
0: East As- Texas at a small strip club, and he's on all the cable news channels in New York City going out to eat. and you
1: know. Well, and, and she's showing her openings on
0: webcams
2: oh, er,
1: for e, tips. Yeah, front hole. <laughs> this Sorry, is proper term. Thought opening was fine. Um, I just it, it's it's all so grubby, and the fact that she's seen as some sort of cause celeb on cable news is just ridiculous. But then, <laughs> well, yeah, sure. I would the other the other thing that Tucker does that's
0: really interesting. He start he does he's got a very boyish look. And he does a very mild mannered. And, and I'd like to thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. And then it's immediately, you're an awful person. You're not. You know, screaming right. at him. And yeah. then as soon as they're done screaming at each other, he says, thanks for coming on. I really
1: appreciate it. That's right. Because <laughs> they're going to see each other in the green room after and, and well, shake hands and laugh. There. And yeah, oh, that's great what you said about me being too ignorant for a TV show. High five. Which, again, read This Town by Mark Leibovich. We're talking to Mark read it, Read it. Read it.
0: We're talking to Mark bitch later in the show about his new NFL uh, book, The
1: Big Game. I think you just called him Mark Leavibitch. That's uh, That would be Donald Trump. <laughs> hey, now! <laughs> hey! A little bipartisan humor there for you. Yeah, yeah, during the award-winning fourth hour of the show. If you don't get it, uh, live, uh, grab the podcast. Oh,
0: uh, man, I've got so many things that I wanted to point out. Which way do I go? How much
1: time do we have, m Dog? Minutes. Two minutes? Okay. It's up to you. You got something two minutes long? I do. Uh, go ahead. Um... It's a philosophical note. So yesterday, I'm in the recording studio uh, working on the Dead Flowers Hotly Anticipated Third Album, More Songs Than Fans, is the title of it. Um, That's a funny title. Well, and uh, I was working with one of the great drummers in the West, on the West Coast. His name is Steve. I'm not sure I want to embarrass him, but he's a, a masterful musician. He can charge what he wants. He's toured with and worked for huge names and continues to right now. And he is at the very, very top. And he is the nicest, kindest, most down-to-earth person you've ever worked with in your life. And this is for the young folks out there. If you've ever gotten the idea, or maybe you have a role model, or you work for somebody, or with somebody, who has the old, I'm big now, so I can treat people like crap thing going, that is absolutely not the way you have to roll. There are plenty of role models out there that are the opposite and as we've always observed, you can be a dick on your way up, and everybody's rooting for you to fall, and is more than happy to pull you right on down as soon as they can. Or you can be the opposite. What's and then things a, start to crumble a little bit, you know. What's that
0: the thing they say, more money just makes you more of what you already were?
1: Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I think when you get them young, though, hmm. and they start looking for the right role models, that might make a make a difference.
0: How's your microwave burrito followed by an espresso double shot going? Got you feeling good? I'd have to wear a diaper. Last night I ate four bags of chips followed by a hot dog.
1: So the bizarre and outrageous Diane Feinstein late-breaking Kavanaugh scandal letter thing. Elise back of the Washington Post in a moment. Yeah, interesting story. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.